Repodcasting is part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Have you ever watched a movie and wondered why they cast that woman or that guy? Well, here's our chance to give it a try. We're repodcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Repodcasting. I'm Lucia. And I'm Janet. Hi, Janet. How are you doing? Hey, Lucia. I'm great. So it's November already, and we are discussing Bridget Jones' diary. We sure are. So, Janet, you were the one who mentioned this movie to me, but it, I think it was a listener suggestion? Yeah, so we've done a few listener suggestions throughout this season, and yes, this was a listener suggestion from a friend of mine who is not a huge fan of Renee Zellweger. Yeah, I believe that, because I think it might be the same person who wanted her recast out of Jerry Maguire. Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, for me, it was an interesting pick, because it's quite an iconic movie in a lot of ways. It's an iconic rom-com, for sure. And all of the actors and characters are quite iconic as well. So I thought it would be an interesting challenge to recast it. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, I was never a huge fan of Renee Zellweger in this role. Like, I've never read the books, so I certainly, like, have no sort of point of reference. You know Mm -hmm. how sometimes you read the book and you have that attachment to the character? Yeah. Like, I never had that with Mm -hmm. this character, but I... I'm not a huge fan of Renee Zellweger's work either. So I was never, I was always pretty lukewarm about her in this role, to be honest. Yeah, I've never read the books either. And I really like Renee Zellweger. Um, I've always liked her. And I thought she was good in this. But I did think it was weird that they didn't cast somebody British. Because even though I hadn't read the books, I knew it was a known and loved property. So it seemed weird that they went with an American actor for that role. Yes. Yes. I agree with you on that. So had you seen this before? I have watched this movie several times. Oh, okay. So I I guess you like it then? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just... I don't think you have cable. We have cable at our house. I feel like this movie is often on cable. Oh, okay. But admittedly, I did see this at the movie theater. Oh, wow. I definitely did not see this at the movie theater. And I know I watched it. You know how, like, I don't know, at least for me, I do tend to remember with whom or where I watched a movie. And this one, I know I saw it. I have no recollection of where, when, with whom. (laughs) But yeah, I know I had seen it, and I'm pretty sure I had only seen it once. So it was fun to revisit. Yeah, so I also, I don't want to say I didn't like it, but I'm not a huge rom-com fan, and this one to me is very, very, like, full of rom-com tropes that I don't like. That being said, I do find, you know, the writing mostly good and the actors all do a very good job. So I kind of, I I think I like it in spite of myself. (laughs) I don't want to like it, but I found myself entertained. Okay. Yeah. 
how was the box office on this? I imagine it was a big hit. Yeah, well, it spawned a sequel. <laughs> sure did. Uh, so commercially, it did very well. The budget was $25 million, and uh, at the box office, it did $281 million. Woohoo! Holy cow. Yeah. I never saw any of the sequels. Did you? I think I have seen all of them. Yeah. There's three, right? I think so, yeah. I believe I've seen them all, yes. That's so interesting to me. So do you kind of, like, I know that it's easy to do when you're flipping channels and just kind of leave it on something, but would you say you hate watch this? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I hate watch it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, if it happens to be on, I do end up watching it. I don't know. I mean, it has some fun moments, don't mm-hmm. you think? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's interesting. I like it. Okay, so the synopsis that I wrote is Hot Mess Bridget Jones is obsessed with finding a mate and makes many bad decisions along the way. It's very true. Yeah, like it's a little cheeky, but sadly, I I think it's pretty accurate. So before we get into the recasting, I do want to say that this episode of Repodcasting is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation. Whether it's funding anti-racism programs, addiction recovery, or food hampers for the hungry, for 65 years, the Calgary Foundation has proudly supported the charitable community to address some of Calgary's biggest challenges. Now, during this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community. If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And so, back to the show. Janet, would you like to start with the recasting, with your casting choices? I'm curious to hear who you chose for the role. Okay. I went through quite a few. I had to narrow it down, and eventually I brought it down to two actresses for the Bridget Jones role. So, like I said before, it it is quite an iconic character. The movie did so well. It spawned sequels. I do remember the initial controversy over Renee Zellweger being cast and a lot of people being upset about that, but then her getting a lot of praise for her performance and for her accent and, you know, everything. But that being said, I still think the role should have gone to a British actor, actress. And I was kind of reviewing, I wanted somebody around the same age that the Bridget Jones character is during the film. So I ended up choosing Minnie Driver, who, Ah. yeah, she's just one year younger than Renee Zellweger She's very fun. She's very good at comedy. She's done a lot of romantic comedy. And I think she would have brought a really fun energy. Like, I would love to see her version of the awkward hot mess kind of thing. (laughs) Because, yeah, I think she's very cool. And so it'd be interesting to see what she would bring to the role. Yeah, Minnie Driver, I think she would have really channeled the energy of that character much better than... Renee Zellweger did, yeah. in, in my opinion. You know, what I found interesting in doing research for this was that Renee Zellweger received an Oscar nomination for her performance. Did you see that? I did. 
Yeah, yeah. I had completely forgotten that she was nominated for an Oscar for this. Agreed. Seems, I'm quite astounded by that, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I know. And it's not even yeah. just, like, the part that surprises me is not just that Renee Zellweger got nominated for the role. It's that this kind of role would get nominated because, you know, just typically the Oscars tend to lean toward dramatic roles, biopics, things like that. Like this is a light, fluffy rom-com. To me, that's a surprise already that there's an Oscar nomination there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I definitely agree with you about Minnie Driver. I think she would have been a much better choice for sure yeah and also i think mini driver around this time around 2001 it feels like her her star power was dimming kind of and i'm not sure why because i really like her she had a lot of great roles in the 90s and then when you kind of look going forward she's still working and everything but there hasn't been as many starring roles. And I think this would have been a great boon for her career at that point. Yeah, I agree. Minnie Driver is very good at comedy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've seen her on Will and Grace, right? Oh, no, I haven't. Oh, she was on Will and Grace for, I'm not sure if it was one season or two, but she was very, that I guess was where I really sort of saw her or maybe where I became aware that she was so good at comedy. Like she really held her own against uh, everyone else that was on the show. And um, I agree. I don't think Minnie Driver has had the career that, that she deserves. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. This is, <laughs> I feel like this is one of my goals now in repodcasting is to always be like giving these roles to people who I think deserve them and, and obviously would be better at it, but still like people who deserved the career boosts that these kind of roles could have given them. Sure. <laughs> so my second choice would be Rachel Weiss, who I always love. I would be happy to put her in everything. I have seen her do comedy. I've seen her do drama. I think she does everything very well. And I would like to see her version of Bridget Jones. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge, like, I love Rachel Weisz. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you. But you know what? I suspect that, because her name was actually on the list of actresses who auditioned for the, or I don't know, auditioned, but were considered for the role. Rachel Weisz was was one of the actresses that was considered. And, you know, honestly, what I feel, I feel like based on what we know now about casting, because we've been doing this for a little while now, I feel like they would have looked at Rachel Weisz and casting directors would have said, oh, she's too beautiful for the role. Don't you feel like they would have like said that about her? Maybe, yeah. Honestly, I feel like she's too brunette for the role. I'm not sure why. I just feel like <sighs> there's nothing that – I don't know the book again, but there's nothing in the film that says she has to be blonde, but it feels like something that would have been forced upon it, if that but makes what sense. What color is Minnie – isn't Minnie Driver a brunette? Yeah, well, she wasn't even considered. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I do feel like 
this is one of those things where like the casting director would not have put a brunette in the role. Okay. Not that that's right or makes sense. It's just a feeling I have. Sure. But yeah, so I think she could have done it and done it very well. And it would have been very fun. Yes. So the other role that we decided to cast, and this was 100% my request, was the Mark Darcy role played by Colin Firth. I do want to preface this by saying I think he's great in the role. But for me, and I know I'm in a minority on this, Colin Firth doesn't do it for me. I think he's a good actor and I like him, but I don't find him attractive at all. And I wanted to put someone that I find attractive in this role. So it's a very shallow request. (laughs) So for me, I decided to cast Carrie Elwes from The Princess Bride and from Stranger Things recently and Kiss the Girls. And he's done lots of stuff. He is a wonderful British actor. I read his book. Well, I heard his book, his audio book, not too long ago that was about the making of The Princess Bride. And he is just so charming. And he seems like such a like sweet, fun person that I think he could have been just a fantastic Mark Darcy Because also couple that with what I've seen him do as an actor, I think he would have been amazing. I would love to see him have those kind of like awkward moments where things aren't really coming out right, but he kind of seems like a jerk until you realize later that it's, you know, all a misunderstanding. And I could really see him playing that. Yeah, I think I could see him playing that too. I haven't seen a lot of his work. Mm. So I'm just really thinking of like his performance in The Princess Bride. Well, but yeah. yeah, I think he could play this role. I feel like there's a lot of actors who could have played Mark Darcy. The role is very important, but he's actually not on screen all that much. So like, I don't think this is, might sound, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to sound snobby or rude or anything, but I don't think it's that challenging of a role. So I feel like tons of people could have done it and done it well. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe the flip side to that is that maybe like it doesn't look like a challenging role, but maybe that's because Colin Firth made it look that way. I don't know. That's fair. That That's totally fair. That could be it. Again, I think he's a very talented actor, and I do think he was good in this. I just wanted to put somebody that I have a crush yeah. on in the role. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. No, that's absolutely understandable. Yeah. Okay, so those are my two picks. We decided not to recast Hugh Grant because we both agreed that, like, he's just kind of perfect for that role. So, yeah, how about you, Janet? Who are your choices? Okay. So for Bridget Jones, I kind of went in a different direction because uh, remember how they made like such a fuss about the the character's weight? Oh, yeah. Because they kept saying how Renee Zellweger had to gain so much weight for the role. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that? Oh, yeah. It was huge. It was a big, big story. Yeah. Which, again, like I feel... For if anyone's listening, and if you've read the book and watched the movie, then maybe this is an opportunity for someone to educate us. Because I don't know if that's how Bridget is described in the book as 
someone who's like a heavier woman. I don't know. It feels really icky to be even talking about this. Yeah. But well, they're constantly you know I mean? saying her weight, like that's part of her diary. I so I imagine I that's in the book. I agree. Like they make such a big thing about her weight. But anyway, so I decided to cast an actress who maybe like didn't need to gain weight. I know you're going to laugh at this, but also I'm taking a page out of your book. Oh, no, I can't wait. You inspired me. So I cast Rebel Wilson. Yes. Because I feel like Rebel Wilson actually would be an amazing Bridget Jones. Like she would certainly um, capture like the comedy. I think she could be really skilled at doing the comedy of the character. And, you know, she's sort of portrayed as this bumbling awkward sort of person Mm -hmm. and I feel like Rebel Wilson could definitely capture that I think she's really sort of good at that yeah she is funny yeah that's great I mean like you said she can do the awkwardness and yeah she'd be so funny it'd be a different role for sure um, a different portrayal and I I like it but I am curious I mean this is a 20 year old movie almost (laughs) <laughs> I, like I just realized that, but also I feel like I think Rebel Wilson is in her forties, isn't she? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know how old I, she I is. I think she is. I'm pretty sure she is. So she might have been like in her twenties. But she was a Bella. So she was. I know, but I think I think it was one of those situations where they cast like a thirty year old to portray a, like a college student. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like I would have to verify her age, but I sus- I suspect that she's older than what people think she is. Okay, could be. I'm pretty sure she is, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. And then for Mark Darcy, like again, I went like in a really different direction, but like I think I wanted somebody who was maybe like a bit spicier than Colin Firth, right? Okay. And I don't know if Mark Darcy is supposed to be spicier or not. Right. But I wanted an actor who has more sex appeal. Yeah. Um and an actor who audiences would find sexier. Okay. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that people don't find Colin Firth sexy because there are a lot of women who really love him. Like there's definitely like a group of ladies out there who think he's like the best and so hot. Um, So again, I just feel like this actor seems to generate a lot of like the actor that I chose for the role he seems to be like really a lot of women think he's sexy so I went with Tom Hardy oh okay yeah like I don't know people really love him like I don't I think he's attractive sure I like Tom I like Tom Hardy I, I do think he's attractive but, like, I know he has, like, a rabid fan following. So I feel like he's somebody who would definitely be, like, an audience favorite. And he would bring such a different sort of spin to the character. And, like, he'd be such a 
a good rival against Hugh Grant. Yeah. And he could really kick Hugh Grant's ass in that fight. <laughs> I love that fight so much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the only reason that I've watched this movie so many times is that fight. But yeah, like he could totally wipe the floor with Hugh Grant. That yeah. was so good. <laughs> Amazing. I really, I think the only thing I've seen Tom Hardy in is the Mad Max Fury Road movie. It, that's him, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I actually haven't seen that movie, so I don't know if he's in it. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's him who's the lead guy, and he's very, like, very sexy. Yeah. Very brooding. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing. I if you're familiar with his work, Tom Hardy is pretty accomplished. Like, he's been around for a while. And he's, like, I don't know. I've, I think I've seen him in a couple of romantic comedies. He mostly does dramatic work. But I've seen quite a bit of his work now. So I feel like if you're familiar with his work, you'll no, like I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are familiar with his work and have seen him in a lot of different roles. He's diverse in the sense that he's not like a one-note actor. Right. He's good at drama. He's good at comedy. He's pretty intense. <laughs> I mean, I know him. I've seen a lot of his film work, but I know him from Peaky Blinders as well. He plays Alfie Solomons on Peaky Blinders and amazing (laughs) what are some of his film credits because i have a feeling i've seen him in other things uh oh my god he's done so much work like he's been working forever he he was in inception oh i know that's a thing uh he's just been around forever he's done um oh god sorry i shouldn't have put you on the spot yeah, uh, thanks, Lucia. <laughs> um, like, now off the top of my head, I can't remember That's all the okay. movies that he's done, but he's done a lot of film work. Yeah, I know. I've heard the name a lot, and I'm sure I've seen him in other things, and it's just, for whatever reason, never registered until Mad Max, because he's the lead in that, or one of the leads. Oh, uh, he was in Venom. He plays Eddie Brock. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, he did that. Um, he's done. He was in that film, that romantic comedy with Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon, which off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of it. Mm. But he was very good in that as well. That's a romantic comedy. Okay. Um, he did this great film with that was written by Stephen Knight. And he's basically, like, the only actor in it. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's so... Again, it was a dramatic role, but... Okay. um, Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's definitely got, like, a sexier vibe than Colin Firth. Colin Firth has, like... He has a different kind of sexy. So, yeah, I think that would be really interesting. And it would... I think it would be a little more... No offense to Colin Firth, but it would be a little more understandable, like, the the decision that she has to make, like, why it's a tough decision between these two guys. Sure. Cool. And I'm always up for Rebel Wilson being cast in something. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. Um, So 
Uh, going back to Renee Zellweger and her accent, she worked with Barbara Berkery, who had worked with Gwyneth Paltrow on Shakespeare in Love, who she won the Oscar for that role too. Or, you know, Bridget, or what's her face? Renee Zellweger didn't win, but was nominated. So this uh, Barbara Berkery is pretty good, I guess. <laughs> Let's give her some props. Um, and then one thing that I found interesting that I didn't know about is that Renee Zellweger worked in a British publishing company for a month to prepare for this film. This was after she had gained the 25 pounds or whatever it was. And apparently, and so she was already like using her accent and everything. Apparently people didn't recognize her and she was dating Jim Carrey at the time. And so she like put a picture of her boyfriend, Jim Carrey on her desk at work and People around the office thought it was weird that this woman had a framed picture of Jim Carrey on her desk. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was so funny. Oh, and then another thing I saw that was so odd. In 2008, the character of Bridget Jones was blamed for a sales decline of Chardonnay wine around the world. (laughs) Why? So a British wine writer, Oz Clark, who is like, I guess, a best-selling writer, he said, until Bridget Jones, Chardonnay was really sexy. After, people said, God, not in my bar. So I don't really understand. I don't know if maybe by the third movie, because this is in 2008. It's many years after the first movie. So maybe by the third movie, people were kind of like over Bridget Jones and it was more of a joke rather than an aspiration. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I found that really weird. But it's so funny how those things can happen. I mean, I don't know if that is why there was a sales decline in Chardonnay. But for example, did you ever see the movie Sideways with Paul Giamatti? Yes. So in that movie, he's like flipping out, like, if they order Merlot, I'm leaving. Like, he was very anti-Merlot in this movie. Mm -hmm. And apparently, after that movie was a big hit... Merlot sales went down. So it's really strange how those things can happen. (laughs) Yeah, but it's also, uh, okay. I won't (laughs) say what I think. Okay. Um, Okay. So uh, apart from that, uh, the only thing I had left was the gigantic list of actors who had been considered for the role of Bridget. I'll just name a few because it it really is a ridiculously long list, but some of them that I found pretty interesting, um, Patricia Arquette and Rosanna Arquette were considered. Um, Selma Blair, who we mentioned in our previous episode. One that I thought was so strange, Juliette Binoche, who is very French. Like, I understand the American actor being cast and asking to put on the British accent, but I can't see Juliette Binoche being British. Like, they would have had to completely rewrite the role if she was cast. Right. Um, Helena Bonham Carter, Tony Collette, Cameron Diaz, which is a strange one to me, Elizabeth Hurley, Rachel Griffith, Nicole Kidman, Lucy Lawless, Emily Mortimer, Emily Watson, Emma Thompson, Kristen Scott Thomas, Tilda Swinton. Like, this list goes on and on. Naomi Watts. <laughs> so, yeah, they just basically, like, through any name at the wall almost you know what the one that i that there were two on that list that i saw as well that i thought would have been very 
interesting choices, and I think they definitely both would have been better than Renee Zellweger. <laughs> the first one was Tony Collette. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Collette would have been an excellent Bridget Jones. Yeah, I agree. Excellent. Tony Collette would have killed this role. Yeah. Totally. And Helena Bonham Carter, even though I know a lot of people don't necessarily associate her with comedy because she doesn't exactly, I mean, she's mainly known for her dramatic roles yeah. and she's so, she play she's so good at playing intense, but you know what? I actually think that Helena Bonham Carter would have been an amazing Bridget Jones really? as well. See, yeah, I, I, do. I considered her, but I just, at the end of the day, I couldn't picture it. Yeah, because you haven't seen enough of her work. She is so, she's just one of those actors. You know what? I, when I think of Helena Bonham Carter, I always think of Rafe Fiennes, right? Because it's the same thing. They're actors who have done so much drama. They're known mm. for like these intense dramatic performances but they're so versatile that I think if they were given the opportunity to do comedies they would kick the shit out of doing oh sorry if Lucia's dad is listening to this (laughs) sorry I just said the word shit don't Um, worry he's not listening if he turned it on he's already turned it off by now (laughs) But, yeah, I just feel like they're both so versatile, but they just haven't been given that opportunity to showcase their comedy skills. But Mm. I think both of them are amazing, and I would love to see them do more more comedy. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, that's funny, because I also considered Rafe Fiennes as Mark Darcy. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. The ones on that list that I was really considering, obviously Rachel Weisz, who I landed on, but Kate Winslet was on the list too. And the only reason I didn't pick her is because she was maybe like 26 at the time. So I just felt like she was a little too young. But yeah, this definitely was one of those movies where like you can tell just everybody pretty much was being considered at some point or other. Yes. Okay. So... Do you have any tidbits? Um, I know you tend to do a lot of research on different sites than I do, so I don't know if there's anything you want to add. No, just uh, I already mentioned it about um, Renee Zellweger being nominated for the Oscar. Yeah. Okay. So I think we will take – oh, actually, sorry. I will go on to the ratings, which I was pretty surprised, actually – on IMDb, this had a 66% from 33 critics, which I don't know, just considering how big of a hit it was and even getting Oscar nominations, that felt quite low. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it had an 80% from 161 reviewers, which felt too high. <laughs> so I land somewhere in the middle of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now we will take our break before we get to our final segment. Alberta's forests matter to all of us. That's why Alberta's forest industry works to keep them sustainable now and for future generations. 
By planning 200 years ahead, helping control the spread of fire and disease, and planting and nurturing two trees for every one harvested, we keep our forests standing strong. To learn more about how our forests take care of us and how we take care of them, visit loveabforests.com. And we're back, and it's time for our final segment. It's time for Hold Me Close, Young Tony Danza, the segment where we cast Tony Danza into one of the roles in this movie. I'll go first since I went first with the casting. For Tony Danza, I initially thought of him as Mark Darcy. I think he would be great in that role. But um, I was just kind of reviewing all the options. And then I landed on Tom, who is Bridget's friend. I think he'd be... Yeah, I think he'd be so fun in that role. He's a a singer, which Tony Danza is. (laughs) And uh, I just, I don't know, I think it would have been fun to see him cheering her on and being the, like, the nice guy on the side. (laughs) Yeah, I could see Tony Danza Mm -hmm. in that. I could see him in that role for sure as being, like, the supportive friend. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I cast Tony Danza as Mr. Fitzpervert. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, I wanted to see him be a Fitzpervert. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't cast him in that role because I didn't want him to be, didn't want to see him doing that. <laughs> I wanted to see Tony Danza stretch himself as an actor and just be like this this really body sort of lascivious sort of character. Mm -hmm. That's great. (laughs) It would be a stretch. And like, that's, that's always cool to imagine as well. That's right. It would be like, Tony, step out of your comfort zone and be a Fitz pervert. Oh gosh. (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) Okay. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for Bridget Jones diary. Next month is December, and we've picked a long one. Sorry for anybody who does like to watch along. Next month, we will be recasting the 2012, I think it is, version of Les Miserables. Specifically, the Russell Crowe role, which is one of those famously miscast roles. And then we'll figure out if we do any others as well, because there's a few I wouldn't mind. (laughs) But yeah, so watch Les Miserables. It is available on Netflix Canada, I believe. So um, it's easy access for those who have Netflix. And um, if you want to, we we do love to hear from our listeners, as few as they are. We love you. <laughs> so please email us at repodcasting at gmail.com if you have any comments on, you know, our casting choices or the films, or if you have any suggestions. We do love to get suggestions from listeners. And then also, if you want to follow us on social media, we can be found at repodcasting on all the things. I guess that's it. I think this is a, a short one this month, Janet. We we got in, we got out, we did it. <laughs> Sounds good. We were efficient. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for joining me as always. Thanks, Lucia. Bye. Bye.